As I stated in the last podcast, there are billions and billions of galaxies in the universe. Oh, sorry about that. I think I was channeling Carl Sagan there for a minute. Um, well, anyway, when astronomers make observations of galaxies that are really far away, they're actually looking back in time. And this is because the light that astronomers are seeing left the galaxy a long time ago. Now, the Andromeda Galaxy is the closest galaxy to the Milky Way, and it's about 2 million light-years away. And that means that when you're looking at it from Earth, you're actually looking at what the galaxy looked like 2 million years ago. And most of the galaxies in the universe are getting further away from us. Astronomers are able to tell how far galaxies are by analyzing their spectrum. They use something called redshift. The enriched portion of the worksheet sort of goes over this a little bit, so this part might help you there. When you look at a spectrum, the red appears to the left, and the blue appears on the right side of the spectrum. Now, if a galaxy is moving away from Earth, the light waves sort of get stretched out as the galaxy is moving away, so the waves get longer. And that makes the spectrum appear to be more red, because red light has longer wavelengths. Now, on the other hand, if the galaxy is moving toward us, uh, the waves get compressed and the spectrum appears to be more blue because blue light has shorter wavelengths, so when the galaxy moves toward Earth, the compressed waves sort of get shorter wavelengths. Now, it's kind of like a car that beeps its horn as it passes you. Now, you know how the sound gets higher and then it gets lower as it passes you? Yeah, like that. Well, that happens because the sound waves are compressed as the car approaches you, making the pitch sound higher. And once the car passes you, the sound waves get stretched out, which makes the pitch become lower. And the same thing happens to the light waves if the object uh, producing the light is moving toward or away from something. Now, there are only a few nearby galaxies that are actually moving toward the Milky Way. All the other galaxies in the universe are actually moving away from us. And that's because the universe is expanding. There's a pretty good analogy at the top of page 122 that might help you uh, understand the idea a little bit better. It has to do with uh, uh, bread dough that has raisins in it. You can check that out if you need some help there. So we've discussed the motion of the galaxies in the universe, but how did they get there? Well, scientists have developed a theory that explains just that. It's called the Big Bang Theory. It states that the universe formed in an enormous explosion that created all of the matter in the universe. Now, the book says that this happened 10 to 15 billion years ago. A more precise age for the universe is about 13.7 billion years old, or give or take 200 million years. Ooh, you know what? That sounds like a good bonus question. I'll tell you what. Um, put the more precise age of the universe on the back of the star clock that you made in lab number five, and uh, you'll get yourself some bonus points. All right, well, back to the Big Bang. It's thought that the Big Bang created only simple subatomic particles, which eventually came together to make hydrogen. And that hydrogen came together to form stars, which then converted the hydrogen into all of the other elements that we know about. Now, it's important that you don't confuse the process by which the universe formed with the events that created the solar system. Uh, students often will confuse the two, and they will say that the solar system formed from the Big Bang. That's not right. 
the universe formed from the Big Bang. The solar system formed about four and a half billion years ago. Um, when we talked about the life of a star, we talked about how a star forms in a nebula, it becomes a protostar, and then a particular type of star, and that's exactly what happened to our sun. There was a huge cloud of gas and dust called the nebula, and inside that cloud, gravity pulled the gas together into a spinning disk. Uh, the gas at the center became very dense and collapsed, forming the sun. And all the remaining gas and dust that was spinning around the dense center there became the planets and all the other objects in the solar system. Okay, so that's pretty much all the important parts of um, Section 5 there. So let's take a look at the enriched portion of the worksheet. Now this one was a little tougher than the others maybe. But it really just describes that redshift thing that I talked about. It talks about how... Um, Edwin Hubble discovered the expansion of the universe. So if you go back and listen to the redshift portion of this podcast, uh, it will probably help you out on that. All right, well, that's it for the Chapter 3 podcasts. I hope they were helpful with the labs and uh, more so your understanding of the content for the sections of uh, this chapter. Now, you will have a test on Chapter 3 during the first week of December, so listening to these podcasts might help you prepare that for that too, so good luck on the labs and uh, good luck in general.